WDBM Eastland. America's number one college talk show in Michigan. It's 7 o'clock Thursday night. Time for the Impact Happy Hour. One hour of the worst hour of radio on TV. With entertainment news, news news, and commentary from your special friend, Ed Glazer. Now we join Ed and his very special guests, John Wonderboy Whiting. Well, hello. Thank you. Annie with no nickname. Are you really doing this? And whoever else happened to be around the studio at 649. Well, uh, boy, howdy, America. It's time for another edition of the Happy Hour Radio Hour. My name is Ed. I'm here to dance and jam with you. But i got to be honest, I forgot to turn off my phone. So I'm going to do that with my left hand while I introduce their, the very full room of very, very attractive people I have with me. Starting on my left, on into your right, of course, that's John. Brother John. Hey. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am also doing well. I'd say I'm about a... Seven. Seven? Seven. Wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We've already established in previous shows, I don't know if you've ever tuned in, you probably haven't because you've been doing important things, but today you had a little free time, you had somewhere you had to be in between 7 and 8 o'clock p.m., and you happened to tune it to the impact, so you happened to listen to the happy hour. It happens to be your lucky day, because today, supposedly, we're going to have in studio... Playing music and talking, uh, the lead singer, the frontman of Frontier Ruckus, um, is going to come visit us. And he's going to play new exclusive music, so new that the band doesn't even know these songs. That is very exciting. He's actually late because he's learning them right now. Yeah, he's finishing writing them. And then he's like, oh, oh crud, I just got like, man, endings are hard. Endings are hard. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, also, we're going to give away some tickets to go see Frontier Ruckus. And I guess it's actually a guest list. So we're going to give away a guest list pass oh, to see Frontier Ruckus. They're playing tomorrow. Cooler. Have you ever gone to the show and you get to say, I'm on the guest list? Oh, it it's the so, best. It is so awesome. That's why I got into radio. You feel <laughs> No other cool. reason. Hi, uh, I'm on the guest list. Oh, oh of course you name? are. Of course you are. Abe Froman. <laughs> Abe Froman. Mr. Froman. Sausage uh, King of Chicago. I'm familiar with your work. Yes, Mr. Bueller. Uh, <laughs> on John's left, audience, you're right. We have uh, mixing it up a little bit today. I don't want to confuse you because I know that you have a mental picture of how this all goes. Jay Wise. Hello. You're sitting in what we sometimes call the David seat. Yeah, I was, I was feeling the lighting towards this seat today. So Yeah, we turned the lights up extra hot so that uh, David is well lit. That's right. It's a halo around David's head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now this you're is feeling. an angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is an angel. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a moment of happiness for David, all right? Yeah! Ooh. <laughs> happy leaks. Happy leaks everywhere. Happy leaks. Oh, so much better than WikiLeaks, happy leaks. Do you think the FBI will ever try and shut us down? No uh, no if way. we keep leaking. Uh, uh, facilities. Mm, they'd never notice. Um, we have a... Not the first time. Let's just say first time, first time guest, long time blogger, um, and this is your this is your second, third in studio appearance. Yeah, something like that. You know him as AB. I know him as Andy. It's Andy. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the show. I'm extremely excited to be out of my house. Yeah. I've been. Uh, my wife's been running errands in the evenings, and so mm-hmm. I've been at home. And I'm also at home during the day, so I've been like at home for 72 straight hours with, on baby mm. duty as well. So I'm like, I'm all excited to be somewhere else. It's fantastic. I, I know the feeling. I I, uh, I frequently work from home, 
and I frequently work in my upstairs uh, office area. So there'll be like maybe whole weeks where I don't come outside and see other people. And then I would come out and uh, I went to uh, a dinner with some friends the other night at a local restaurant. It, it's called uh, Beggars or something like that. And um, I was like staring at every single person that walked by. I was like, oh, my gosh. I went to Bigby today and it was the same thing. There was a line of five people. I was like, oh, oh. it's busy here. And yeah. I was excited for that What alone. are you doing? Yeah, you want to ask them. I did. I asked the you... girl next to me, what are you studying? Like, Microbiology. It's like, oh. oh. So what are you doing? That's I, so wonderful. I'm grading. And, oh. then we went back, and I got a lot done. Actually, I was very productive. At a, but, yeah. But, I, it, sometimes it helps to go to a coffee shop. I had be honest. a very uh, interesting Twitter sort of interaction at this coffee shop, actually. Mm-hmm. I saw a young woman mm-hmm. with um, a, a T-shirt that looked like a T-shirt that you would find on the internet. Something rather humorous, mm-hmm. Star Wars-themed, clever. And so I thought to myself, I wonder if I could look that up. I just, I'm just i excited to see other people. And so, Let me just Google it. Um, and I did, and I found it, actually. And I thought, well, if I can find the shirt she wears on the internet, I can probably find her on the internet. And so I, I, I went <laughs> that's, to... That's a leap in logic that's strange. No, she had a smartphone, and she was wearing an internet shirt, and oh. she had a pile of CDs near her. So I was like, dude, Wait. she's totally online. So I go to Foursquare. This seems like an Apple commercial. Okay. I go to Foursquare, which if people don't know what Foursquare is, it's a location it's a website. It's oh. kind of a game, but um, it's a location... I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking Foursquare 1.0, where there's a bouncy ball... And a big red bouncy ball, and you got to knock other people out. It's exactly like that, except without the ball. Yeah. And also, um, it has a smartphone component. Yeah. And, and there's mostly no knocking. Location. There's zero knocking. But the deal with this um, Foursquare is if you head, if, if you go online when you go to Big B or Meyer or wherever you go, you go and check in. Mm-hmm. And when you check in enough times, you become the mayor, the mayor. of some place. You be in a badge. That's yeah. You win some prizes. And you can even get discounts uh, at some places. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they'll give you, you know, some stuff off. So I go to the Big B I was at, and I said, well, that Big B, who's yeah. the mayor? And it's her. It's the exact girl. And so I found No way. How yeah. did you know that? Did it have a picture of her wearing the shirt as mayor? Not of the shirt, but it was a picture of her face. It was her profile picture. Uh... And I looked literally from the picture to her. And then I went to her Twitter <laughs> and I found her. And I was. Uh, then I felt Creepy. bad. Creepy. They didn't want to creep on her, but yeah. all of her information was there. And, and you're and... married. Well, that's what With makes it less creepy. Man, I hope your wife isn't listening. No, I already told her about oh, it. Okay, she good. was cracking up. Because I wish she'd been there, because then I would have sent her over and been like, we, hey. we found you on the internet. <laughs> some giant, yeah. I found you on the internet. Oh, God. I'm very sorry. Oh, dear. But, yeah. Did you did you go up to her and have a no, chat? But, hey, no, Mary? but I friended her on Foursquare, and so eventually <laughs> I'll get to know. Now, we'll friending, see. well, hold on. I feel like we've forgotten to introduce someone. Let's see. We got John. We got Jesse. We got Andy. <gasps> Who are we missing? Oh. Oh, it's Annie. Hi, Annie. What's up, Annie? Hi, guys. How are you? Just feeling a little lonely over here. Everyone forgot about me. You know, oh. we've got a new guy, new character, I know. and he's so I know. engaging. It's new just hard to things. remember it's all funny. the. Like, we were just talking about who's the, uh, whose chair is Jesse sitting in? Oh. Uh, I don't even remember. David, I it's not John. John, you're right there. Who? He's got a halo. Uh, angel? It's some angel? I wish I could do a really good David impression. I know a lot of people who can. Yeah. I know a lot of people really that can, too. It's really exciting. No, I was just saying earlier, he's like legitimately, he's famous. People yeah. know David. He's yeah. he's infamous. He's infamous. He's that big. And or infamous. Yeah. One of oh, those. is that what that infamous. means? Yeah. So smart. Oh, that is very smart. Um, 
So uh, you you mentioned I want to pick up on this story. We've also got Elise in the background. She's not wearing headphones. She's running the camera. Um, Elise, do you want to say something to the audience members? Hi. Okay. <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> Wonderful to have everyone here. And you you were saying you friended her on Foursquare. We've talked occasionally on you know friending in Facebook. Um, what's the comparison? You know. It's more like a follow on Twitter. Okay. All right. That's so, a good one. Like, yeah. you can friend people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not friends with that many people on Foursquare. I'm on it, but you need a smartphone to really make the best use of it, and I have a dumb phone. You do? I do. I'm just, I'm not, I haven't, yeah, anyways. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't use it that frequently. So okay. we'll see. I don't know. This is all kind of a new internet-y experience for me, even, and I'm very internet-y plugged in. You have a net book. I do. I purchased this from uh, some weird fellow. Yeah, you. That was me. Oh, I knew he was strange looking. Yeah, the best part was we. It was totally an exchange of money, like behind. Um, uh, where does what's the what's the building that the, like the drumline practices in? Dem Hall. Yeah, it was. There was like we were behind Dem Hall, where there's that row of parking spaces, and like him and his wife rolled up, and like. Like handed me some a wad of cash and then like it was like a drug deal. Yeah, we had to check it out and give it a good sniff. Yeah, right. It smelled pretty good. He's like, "What is this? How many? Is this like a a pound of ram? So many migs and migs." <laughs> um, and I the other part of that I was going to tell you is that I have a USB. Uh, um, what do you call it when you're getting the satellite that tells you where you are on the planet? What is that called? Adult film. No. Oh. No. No. Adult film <laughs> is um it's a film that's PG thirteen or above. Well no. It would be PG seventeen. N C seventeen. Right. No, it's a film that's matured past the age of eighteen. Mm. Like a fine wine. Oh. You take the words out of my mouth, Annie. I d I'll put it back. The, and <laughs> and the <laughs> words. The other and, words. Uh, and all of them. Ah, hmm. <laughs> the word you're looking for is GPS location device. Yeah, I've got a <laughs> GPS location device that's USB. If I give that to you with your netbook, can you turn your netbook into a smart square phone? Yeah, because I don't... Yeah, this interface I use is uh, Jolly Cloud. It's Linux, so it's free, and it runs basically like a smartphone. So, uh, the Sorry, reason... Sorry, that was really nerdy. Yeah, we no, lost no, no. all our listener. Oh no! I wanted to nerd it up and segue it into the Google. Uh, a lot of Google-related news this week. Um, Google they unveiled their their netbook operating system, Chrome OS, and they yes. unveiled ebook ebook store, and uh, they they unveiled a prototype netbook. Well, the exciting thing about the Chrome OS, sorry, I'm geeking it up more, is. Huh. You, listener, listeners out there, you can get a free netbook, which is like a mini laptop, from Google. They're giving away netbooks running their Google OS, which means it, it runs a system um, kind of like Windows to help you do some, some things. But all you got to go do, you got to Google it, of course, um, find out, and you tell them how you would use it. Um, they'll just give you a netbook? They yeah. can't do that. That's why they're so crazy. They're like a crazy... Store in my art class today. How do I sell so low volume? Uh, I don't know. We were talking about what would if if Google was a person. What do you guys think that person would be like? Extraordinarily tall. Really, really just tall? like David. Those nosy neighbors. 
those nosy neighbors? I think you would be very charismatic, uh, classy. Rich? Uh, yeah, he'd be rich, obviously. Uh, well, because there's the Mac enjoy guy. long walks on the beach. Oh. He like in the Mac would have it's ridden a, a horse once or twice, but not made it a regular thing. John's he, never thought about this before in his life. He likes I think to he, hang out in Denver. John, is this you? He, He's not a cowboy, Wait, wait, wait. John. Are you talking about John Denver? <laughs> He's a hot air balloon pilot. I think he is he... talking about John Denver. <laughs> Would he have died in a plane crash, maybe? Would he have he wanted to pay the Russians created... to fly to the moon? He's made his own sweaters out of sheep's wool. He has <laughs> flown a helicopter to Arkansas. John is just saying all the hmm. things that he wants to do. <laughs> he... I would John's say bucket, bucket list. I would say Google I'd... is exceptionally smart. I think Google's kind of sexy. Good with computers. Thanks, Annie. I think Google has well, kind of bad teeth. That didn't mean you, John. No, I appreciate that. Kind of bad teeth. That. Uh, tall and kind of awkward at parties. Doesn't no, I think really he's know like real nerdy. To to I think he's like nerdy sexy. I was thinking just really flamboyant and boisterous. Oh man, because, we all like, got a completely look at those different... colors on the homepage. Like they're so but bold. He, he's friends. Mm-hmm. He's friends with everybody. But he also everybody likes to change it. Up, Google. Though, so you, you know? gotta make sure it's the person at the party that always makes everybody feel at home, even when you just met him. Yeah. That's Google. But every yeah. single thing you say he's to hosting. Him, he's he's the host. He remembers every single <laughs> little piece of word that you say to him, and he he writes it down in his memory, and then he sells that to. Yeah, him. in a, in a kind of creepy way. He's your ex girlfriend, or he's your he's your girlfriend's ex boyfriend who you really wanted to hate, but then you met him and you found out you couldn't. And how would the I'm feeling lucky button play into this? Uh, do you guys remember that? You know, yeah. like, when you would search. Do they, do they not have it? No, anymore? I think they still have it. Just nobody uses it. Um, speaking of feeling lucky, we have a caller. Uh, hello. Hey, what's going on? Who that? Hey, is that Noah? This is Noah. Hey. This <laughs> Abby's sitting right beside me. Hi, Abby. Um, you can't turn on the phone. You can't turn on the radio, Abby. I want to hear it. <laughs> Anyways, I thought I would tell you. I, I heard you were you were talking about uh, what Google would be. Yeah. yeah. So, so the problem is Google is like that friend that seems really cool in the beginning, <laughs> and then you realize um, he's like telling everyone else all your secrets behind your back. Oh. Knows everything about you, yeah, yeah. Andy. Like, you know, yeah, he's the person <laughs> he's you, you like, Yeah, you talk to when you're sad, and then he goes and tells your ex girlfriend, mm. you know, what you're oh, talking so about. So he's like my psychiatrist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hate you, Dark Doctor Marvin Waxman. Yeah. yeah, Marv. So don't trust, don't trust the Google. By the way, I don't have a psychiatrist named Doctor Marvin Waxman. So if I just actually insulted somebody, that was satire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, that's a that's a that's a good point. And um, what do you think about uh, you know all the Google announcements? You're an internet guy. Oh, I totally applied for a, a computer. I heard there already like some kid wake woke up you know this morning and he and he had one sitting on his doorstep. So oh, was uh, he in Kansas? Uh, yeah, probably. I think the the only requirement um, is you have to explain how you would use it in 140, 140 characters. So. Um, hmm. it, it, it makes it a little more difficult. Does um, it? Does it have GPS? I don't think it does. I think it's, uh, it. Nobody knows what it has yet. No. Yeah, I watched the little video. It's, hmm. 
it does have um, 3G capability built into it. So um, it probably does have GPS. I, I can't imagine it wouldn't. So. Hmm. I know exactly where we could find out um, what kind of person Google is. We head to a little search engine on the internet called Bing. Let me just check that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, no results. I will, with purpose. I will <laughs> ask Jeeves. I trust him much more. So, dog pile. So, you're about you're about to um, hang out with your family, uh, your mother and your father, which is a perfect segue because uh, our own JYs, you had homework for the show recently. You watched Back to the Future. Oh yes, I did last night. Me and my roommate. And did and that. what did you think? <coughs> Impressions, feelings. Um, wait. Pause before she goes on. You, you had you never seen it before? No. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. one Collective of the new things about our new appreciation for the audience. Well, our our uh, you know we have this is an entertainment related program, and, sometimes. And one of the things that we try and do is to uh, not really pay attention to things going on in entertainment, past or present. That's kind of our thing. that's our that's our niche. Whoa! Uh, I believe that uh, Noah just uh, bye just Noah gave up on us. Got angry at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was really mad just now. <laughs> So yeah, our, our niche is not really knowing what we're talking about. And we are good. We are one of the best in the country. I know everything that I'm talking about. That's not even provable. And to even things out? That's the I point. I know nothing that I'm talking about. So you saw Back to the Future, J-Wise. Yeah. Oh. Um, I felt like I had been missing out on about 73% of what you guys talk about. Yeah, do you get a bunch of jokes? Not, not even No, I don't, because I didn't. Uh, no, not really. the rest of the world? You know what? There was one line. Say hi to your mom for me. And that one, I was like, wow, that really, mm. I, thought, I didn't even know that came from something. What about oh, the yeah. make like a tree and get, get out of here? here. Uh, I no? heard the proper, you know, way to tell that joke nah, before, that like, make like a tree and That leave. one doesn't come up in, in conversation as much as you would think. But, oh, we so should give you a do when you're talking to me. trivia quiz now, now that you've seen it. But I've only seen the one. I mean, yeah, I that's all you need. That's all you need. So okay. we got to base all the questions. Yeah. Callers can call in with a question sure, from Back to the Future 1. 517-432-3893. No Pressure. No pressure. Yeah. How, to Jay Wise. How fast did the car have to go? 88 miles yeah. an hour. Yeah, see, she's yeah, good. good. She's good. good. Oh, uh, I'm proud. Wait, wait, wait. Ooh. One for one. One for one. Yeah. Uh, so I've got one. Um, uh, what What was the date that uh, time travel was invented? Hmm. Oh, this is a good one. Now, how about the year? It was know? in 1955 when he hit his head. That's correct. But what do you know the date? Uh, April 24th? Unbelievably close. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Mm. Believably. I, I, I couldn't say words. <laughs> but what's the real date? October is going to be my October. guess. October. It's November 5th, 1955. November, November 5th? 5th? Huh. See, that sounds like an awkward time to have a dance. It's very close to my party. I, my I don't think the day. dance was on November 5th. No, it wasn't, but it was in November. Uh, the phone lines are literally... Blowing up, oh. lighting up. Yeah, the fish under the sea dance. I think there's three. No, that points. was the improper use of the word. <laughs> yes, I believe. Yes. What was the What was the proper name of the dance? Dang it! No, that's all I could think of. Oh shoot! Uh, I I don't remember what the name of the dance was. Something under the sea. Enchantment under the sea. Okay. Oh. Well, you're not fish playing, so. <laughs> Why can't uh, I play this? Because I'm separated by a layer of glass. Is that why? <laughs> that is because you've good already reason. seen. We don't need a reason. What? Okay. I, what I see are blinking lights. Yes, you do. Do we have callers? We have a couple. All right, let me get one on the horn here. Bring it uh, on, Do this. Who, who do we Jesse, have Jesse, I believe line? in you. This is Brother Jeremy. Oh! Oh, he's going to have a really hard <laughs> Hello. one. Hello. 
this is the brother of John and also oh, sort of my brother. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Uh, you're, you're sort of a an aficionado. I, I actually have a Back to the Future radar that goes off if I... Uh, <laughs> you're know, not even listening to the radio, are you? <laughs> no, no, I just sensed it. I sensed it and thought... His spider sense. a trivia question. I don't know. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, drop some drop some anti knowledge. What's the opposite of knowledge? If you're asking a question, I don't know. It's a question. Uh, ask a question. Okay, so well, <laughs> Jesse's first time watching it. Yep. So here, here's an easy one. There are two answers that are both correct. What's the name of the mall that the DeLorean? Uh, uh, Twin Pines. Pines. Twin Pines is correct. And uh, also, would have accepted. Lone Pine. Lone Pine Mall. Lone Pine. Oh, okay. It's a little uh, non sequitur that occurs in the film, testing your knowledge. We could, me and my brother Oof. could probably just sit and quiz each other for hours and just keep <laughs> congratulating each other. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a very why boring we, game of trivia. It would only be right like, answers. Jeremy, what's the name of the guy who owns that farm? <laughs> what's, what's the name of the, the guy who owns the uh, the pine farm? Man Peabody. <laughs> oh, the yeah. best part is not that only was did so he answer, creepy. but uh, John mouthed the answer at almost the exact precise time that Jeremy answered. Yeah, thus being creepy. Uh, we've got another caller on the line. Someone put Jeremy on hold and see who our other ringer is. Hello. Hey, this is Cook. Hey, how's it going? Doing great. Um, what is the device that makes time travel possible? Excellent question. Oh, man. I know this. I know it's a triangle shape. Yeah. Oh, what is it? It's, the, uh, it's a gnarly word. I'd say it's more like a lambda. Flux capacitor. Oh, oh she nailed it. Oh. Nailed it. That nailed was a good it. question. Good question. A good question. Do you have a follow-up? Uh, no, but I can do a David impression for you. Though. <gasps> oh, yeah. do it. That's oh, yeah. even better. By all means. Impact Radio 89 FM. <laughs> We'll finally come to the place where all the good music is happening today. <laughs> that pretty is pretty that good. is pretty freaky. Right, that is almost right. too Bravo. scary. Thank At some you. point, like, can we just have an entire okay. show dedicated to David impressions? Because I oh, think that'd yeah. be genius. You know, I, I'm gonna let Kip go, but thank you, Kip. And uh, I, I'm gonna say that in a way, every show is uh, a show devoted to Kip. Oh yeah, uh, devoted David. to David yeah. <laughs> or to Kip. You know, I really appreciate that Kip asked the question in the exact right way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, anybody who loves Back to the Future knows that you would have to not just say, oh, you know, what was the thing that made him travel in time? Yeah. It's like, well, that's not. No, it's no. what makes time travel possible. Because it's a, ba- it's a know, quasi-quote. That's exactly the right phrasing, and I appreciate that, Kev. I appreciate thoroughness everywhere. When the movie was over, <laughs> I was left with two questions. Always. And maybe you guys can answer them for me. Uh-huh. Or the listeners. Um how did besides the past? Well, now wait a second, because the listeners listeners would have to know our numbers five one seven four three two three eighty nine three. Yeah, they'd have to know that. Yeah, but but go ahead. But is it how do the doc and the main character Marty. know each and Marty know each other? Is it because Marty went to the past and met Doc? No, no, they how just do they know, know each other. They just hang out. You no, no, just... no, no, no. That's a good question. Why? How do they? Where do they meet? Yeah. I actually always wondered that too. I assumed yeah. it was because Man. he traveled back to the future. I don't know that. And would you want to hang out with your parents? Not necessarily creepily like he did with his mother, but would you want to hang out with your parents when they were at your age as you are now? Totally. I don't know. My parents dug the coolest music. It depends on your parents, really. Yeah, it does. I would yeah. have had a good old time with my folks. 
does it have to be my parents in high school? My parents did not go to the same high school. You could have your parents as old as you are now. Actually, whatever age you Ugh, want. I'm no, not I think my it. parents would be boring if they were my age. <laughs> I need I need to interject with, I'm boring. with a little uh, research I did very quickly because mm-hmm. I know I had read it somewhere, so I found where I read it real quick, and uh, I wanted to address the question about how Doc Brown and Marty met. Oh, yes. Oh, you know? Please. It's the past. That's what I'm assuming. Well, no, when no. you assume, you make a fool... It, it got cut, cut out of the movie, but uh, in the original <gasps> oh. production notes, uh, they stated that they met several several years prior to the events of the first film when Doc went door-to-door in the neighborhood looking for students interested in being his part-time lab assistant. Ah. Really? Actually, this is mentioned in the movie because at the beginning... Uh, Marty McFly is setting up the sound equipment to rock out. That's yeah. right. And it was With stuff that he got speaker. from Doc or something uh, like that. It was right. at Doc's lab. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. So but it's still was... not fully explained yeah, that like that, though. Just because no. he's setting stuff up in his lab. like but, and well, just so, Those well, are great No, I feel a lot better. I actually feel a lot better. All, yeah, okay. thank you for solving thank that. Thank you, John. It, hey, you can thank Robert Zemeckis. Thank you, Robert Zemeckis. I'll thank him, too. Thank you, Eric. The Red. The other Marty McFly. Oh, oh! Did you see that on the blog when I was talking about that? Yeah, what's his name? Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. What was Eric that, Stoltz? Was the original? Again? They uh, the blog is H Hour. No, 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 John. What's the blog? Be honest. Check out the blog at hhour.org. Yeah. Okay. Check Thanks, it out. John. Thank Check you, it. John. Um, it, so yeah, Bob Zemeckis. They made like I don't know half Bob. a quarter of the film. <laughs> well, when you know him, like I know him. They yeah, made sure, quarter of the film sure. out. with uh, Eric Stoltz before they were like, look, I got to be honest, this isn't working out. This just ain't going to fly. I need someone with a little more zing. They ain't going to McFly. It's not going to Marty McFly. Yeah. Oh, See, me was... and Annie oh. kind of looked at each other like, oh, man, we just figured out the same dumb joke. Yep, we just giggled. So <laughs> I don't know if you can detect it in, in your background radiation detector, but uh, we had someone join us. Uh, it's the front man. Master. Is it okay to call you the front man of Frontier Ruckus? The frontal figure. I don't know. Yeah, you can it call It sounds the, weird to say. singer and... Composer of songs, I guess. I don't know. Singer songwriter. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Matt Matthew yeah, yeah. Million. Either or Million, yeah. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Happy us. Hour. I'm, I'm sorry, I was a little late. Um, no, it's that's quite alright. How far this this town was from Detroit, and oh, I, uh, as I approached, I was listening to you guys and getting more so anxious. Getting first of all, I'm a huge Back to the Future buff. Nice. And um, also, yeah, you're uh, home. You're in the right yeah. place. Who do you think's better, Copernicus or Einstein? Come on, Einstein. <laughs> Just wondering. As a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did Copernicus right. do anything? It's a well, slightly subjective question, but Einstein yeah. traveled through future. Uh, he wore a yeah, seatbelt. Copernicus has to have a special place in place in Doc's heart because yeah. he was earlier yeah. than Einstein. Sure. Yeah, but Einstein was the first dog and or figure to travel through time. Correct. That makes uh, Einstein infinitely well, better. Via, via DeLorean, we can't say for certain whether or not it was the first, you know, in in actual. But in the movie, in I think real you're life. But in the movie, Annie. yeah, sure. Well, he was the first. He came back. And he and wears it, that adorable little radiation coat. That is, he that's, does have a radiation that's, hood. That's cute. I got to tell you guys, this is so bizarre. My Back to the Future sense was also tingling my radar because mm-hmm. I actually prepped notes for Back to the Future before I came here. <laughs> strange. Today earlier, I actually it's been very strange. Prep Jeremy and I share something. Why? Why did you have to make notes? I I, I make <laughs> notes. Can't that's you what do it do. on the? I cannot. I'm a prof. That's what I do. I write. I'm a professor. When I show up somewhere, I need to be somewhat prepared. Yeah. No, not us. But I I had one question. No, I had two questions. No, one question and one comment. Matt. Mm. Yeah. 
if we're done with Back to the Future, cut me off, throw me out. But mm, no. I don't think finish we're done. up strong. Um, when uh, at the end, spoiler alert, Doc decides that um, he is going to take Marty's advice, mm-hmm. read the contents of the envelope, and wear a bulletproof vest. It's yeah. your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did he not know that they weren't going to shoot him in the face? He put it all. Probably, his... He probably. I mean, it seemed like the length of that note was pretty deliberate and exclu- you know it pretty inclusive of everything that was happening. If you'll notice Marty does not take the time to scope the exact location of the bullets. However, when uh, Doc opens his vest, really? there's some exact location marks. I'm not sure if those are specific spots or if that's just a big vest. I don't know. It's a hole that I've found. I've been wondering. Jesse's facial expression right now is so priceless. I'm just looking at her. She's like, man, this movie's getting ruined by me one by one over here. Like, I, I do know that if you look at the movie, oh. there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't yeah. make any it's sense. Well, and these the are point. probably the mm. least of the concerns. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that that's ever true. Oh, man, I got to get this thing going to 88. Why don't you just make it go when it was going zero and you just hit the button? Well, <laughs> because 88 sounds 88's better. Cooler. 88.9. No, that's Hi. the flux capacitor. That's <laughs> it how can't, it works. Hello. There's a fluxing. All right. You know. So bizarre for me right now. I mean, like five. No, how many years ago? Now? I was a freshman in Wonders Dormitory, a couple hundred yards over there, with the Back to the Future poster on my wall. Oh. And now I'm here all these years later, having this full thorough, circle, full thorough circle discussion. Yeah. And you're a composer <laughs> and a writer, so your next album is going to be just 100% Back to the well, Future. Well, there already are little uh, illusions slipped in there in our past two albums. A total. Mm. This is yeah. beautiful. Is you're perfect for the show right would now. Would you say that your music was influenced by Back to the Future 3? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, mm. the whole trilogy, really. But, um, but 3 is the you know the, the frontier. They're living uh, in the frontier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, Sure. Let's get a little ZZ Top more, in there. Sure. We're more influenced by the mall, which the the DeLorean zooms out of, I think. Dead malls and that kind of suburban nice. landscape. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So I know I ha- you have no reason. I don't know if you happen to catch this part of the, the show when you were driving in, but uh, we're going to have a phone call in a couple minutes from one of the members of a, a poetry slam group that is doing a tour. They're going to be at the MSU Union, and it's uh, the Mayhem Poets. And you, of course, are in the band Frontier Ruckus. I know that you knew that, but other people might not have known that. This whole thing sounds very disorganized. It's Ruckus, Mayhem. Yeah, it's Ruckus versus Mayhem. Here's the thing. They're going to be, the the Mayhem Poets are going to be performing at the Union at 9 p.m. tomorrow, Friday, December 10th. Your group, your ensemble and uh, <laughs> opening, opening acts are going to be performing at Max Bar on Michigan Avenue uh, on, on December 10th, Friday at 9 p.m. You guys are going head to head. It's ruckus versus mayhem. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, or, I was oh, thinking yes. we could exactly. People should, people should oh, stay yes. home. Depending. Safe, I, <laughs> I was thinking we could have you guys battle it out on air with maybe like a, a holiday themed haiku or something. I know that's a little oh, really? unfair because spontaneously, well, it's not really, to... yeah. Because you're, I mean, you do you write the lyrics? Yes. So spontaneous haiku poet, is the only kind of haiku. Right? I think. Do you think of yourself as a poet, or yes. is a lyricist basically the same as oh, a poet? Oh, I'm both separately and a little bit intertwined, I guess. But. You're like poet plus <laughs> because you got to write the tune. Slam poetry is a different breed. Haiku yeah, might be a little true. out of their field. I mean, that's why I figured yeah. haiku puts you both kind of on equally uneven footing. Five but, seven five but, footing. Both of us probably struggle with brevity. At least I do. I'm a very verbose writer. How does so. it? Yeah, how does the writing process work for you with, with uh, lyrics? Do you, like, no, write I, a ton of stuff and then whittle it down? Yes. Yes, and the whittling is my least favorite part. Yeah. So, Right oh, vision is the five, worst part. 575, is that what it is? Um, yeah. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Isn't there and isn't there another similar form of poetry to haiku that is has a a more obscure name that is longer? There is, but uh, a different one that might be also easier and hilariouser is limerick. Okay, <laughs> okay. And not all limericks have to be dirty. They don't. What? What's the point? Well, then they don't belong on this show. I'm pretty sure they do. So part of the deal is you are in the very awesome band Frontier Ruckus. Mm-hmm. You are the lead singer. It's you and you met a buddy uh, back in high school. High school. Yeah. Um, uh, I did not write his name down. Dave. Dave. David Winston Jones. And he attended the University of Michigan while yes. you were here. And I met everyone else here. In okay. My sophomore year when we all lived in West Circle. So there's so. like, what, five guys in the band right now? Yeah. Uh, currently there are five. Yeah. And, and four out of five of us went here. And, and our uh, first gig as a full band was Michigan State's Battle of the Bands. Awesome. In the International Center. Did you win? We did. They yeah. Did. Which was probably... Uh, all the encouragement we needed to proceed for better or for worse. So that's rad, and, and that's kind of like you know the you know Marty McFly's big battle of the band. That's right, and Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis was not present, but um, it's yeah. a very similar kind of situation. <laughs> that's a big show. And instead actually. of uh, you know, yeah, yeah, instead of you know, crashing into a Rolls Royce or whatever, <laughs> I continue to play music and uh, good. And I love in the future out. when he's like <laughs> trying to play the song. You know? Yeah, he yeah, really sucks in it. And then Chuck Berry's the cousin. Heads I know. Yeah. <laughs> we're the pinheads. Uh, is it odd that I'm the only member of the band that thinks that number two is the best of the trilogy? Oh, they, no. I, I uh, you, could, you could argue it for days. As long there's as you don't cr- think it's number three, then I'm all right with you. I know there's a Lover argument and all that, but... Well, what's your reasoning? What's your reasoning? It, it ties everything together. It has the feature and the past. It's this perfect and completely necessary bridge. It is kind of cool. I have one specific clip. I'm sorry from, to bring this back. No, 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 no. From that film, which is my favorite of the, of the series, is when... The fruit machine is coming down, and, and young Martin McFly <laughs> Jr. has uh-huh. to pound on it and say, like, grapes, fruit, fruit, <laughs> whatever it is. And it, it's like, it's a sci-fi world in the future, but stuff the still stuff doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. Like how yeah. it actually would. It's like very the jacket, precise. yeah. Yeah, it's a really well-done exactly. scene. Yes. As campy That's as true. Back to the Future is, it's really well-done It's very well camp. Scene. It is very camp. And I, I've got to be, I think any sort of negativity that I feel is at least partly related uh, to the fact that uh, we were promised hoverboards by now, right? Hoverboard yeah. is a technology that should be here as of Back to the Future They went too. to 2015. Yeah. yeah. We're five years away. You're going to tell well, me that some... Well, we got some... five years. Yeah. The, the <laughs> implication... Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll... Actually, that's what that Segway guy... He wasn't on a Segway. The Segway guy who died a couple months ago. Yeah. He was actually on a hoverboard. He, he just didn't want anyone to know. <laughs> Testing really? it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Alpha series. Was it a Google hoverboard? <laughs> Turns out hoverboards don't work on water. Unless you got power. <laughs> uh, Google was a person. I really don't want to ruin this just by like Marty McFly. Uh, <laughs> you know, gosh, is there anything we could segue back to uh, Back to the Future? I think we should probably have you play a song. First okay. and foremost, because uh, you're going to be playing at Max yeah. tomorrow. One of our favorite places to play. Uh, and one of my favorite groups of people, Gifts or Creatures, is going to be one of the opening Brandon bands. Foot. Brandon yeah, Foot and guy. wife. Very good guy. And did you have a, a comment to that, Andy? I have a great Max story. <laughs> does it involve... Everybody does. Does it involve the uh, bathroom? No, it does not. It involves a regular at Max who is an older gentleman. He is 50 or 60-ish. Mm-hmm. He is quite uh, small in frame. He is missing one to two teeth. And he is there regularly. <laughs> Approximately. And when I was... He crowd surfs. He crowd surfs. Yeah. This is the guy. When I was there, it, I had a punk. I was in a punk band for a number of years. 
Uh, and um, he started doing the crowd surfing and he would start jumping off the stage. And it wasn't once. It was like multiple times. He kept on going <laughs> until everybody down below, as all my friends and you and various other graduate students were like, okay, old guy, <laughs> that's enough. People weren't that hyped to be at a punk rock show. Uh, it wasn't our, our core audience, I guess. But it was very funny. And he's always there, crowd surfing, stage diving. So, well, now. He's nice. He's really cool. Oh, I'm sure you got to be a nice guy to crowd surf because you you don't want to have any enemies and be crowd surfing. They'll, <laughs> they'll drop you quick. Exactly. Uh, now, so we want to have you play, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have on the line right now. I'm assuming one of the mayhem poets uh, oh, is God. called in Scott. Indeed. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hello. Welcome to the show. How you doing? All right. I'm doing good. Good. So uh, you are, uh, Scott, you're one of the founding members of Mayhem Poets? One of the founding members, yes. Kyle Raps would be the uh, other uh, founding member uh, out of New Jersey, now uh, living in New York. Jersey Shore. Where, and where did you guys meet up and create the, uh, the Mayhem? Uh, we actually met at Rutgers, Rutgers University. Okay, okay. Uh, in Jersey? In Jersey, it's more central than New Brunswick, New Jersey, so not quite uh, Snookyville, but uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> Been there, it's, yeah, sure. You know, I think, uh, for the record, people need to know uh, the Garden State, it's had some really beautiful areas. It does indeed. It gets the bad rap for, yeah. for you know, off the uh, off Newark when you fly in mm-hmm. and you get the, the factory uh, death right there. Also, but, uh, it also, also uh, I read uh, years ago that uh, they had to pass a law banning their citizens... From eating squirrels because of the uh, the coal burning power plants, too much mercury in in the uh, in the air, and uh, point being that you know it's also a state that had to tell its citizens to stop eating squirrels. So there's oh that. wow, there's yeah. both ways. Do you work as PR for New Jersey? Ed? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm neither for nor against. I'm just pointing out facts. Um, so Scott, you and the rest of the Mayhem poets are on tour right now, and you're going to be performing at our MSU Union tomorrow. That is correct. At 9, 9 p.m., yeah. Uh, and what do you do during a show? The show, well, we've been described as the, the Simpsons meet uh, Malcolm X at a notorious B.I.G. concert. So oh. it's a little uh, comedy, it's a little theater, it's a little hip-hop, uh, all merged kind of into one. That sounds like an entertaining, uh, entertaining bit. Now, where are you right now? I am in an Applebee's in Kalamazoo, <laughs> and I have a steak waiting for me at the table, but I thought I'd right. uh, talk to you first, because this is important. <laughs> we want to get the word out. I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate taking the time to call in. Uh, it, it, the show is open. Uh, you do not have to eat meat. It's a veggie, a veggie optional show. Um, and now I want to ask you, I don't know if you happened to, to catch, you probably didn't, you were probably ordering, uh, ordering your food, and you missed uh, this, this crucial piece of information. Okay. Um, which is we have on our show right now frontman for the world-renowned, awesome, uh, semi-local band Frontier Ruckus. Yes. Okay, uh, cool. Matt uh, Million is it Million? Millia. But Millia. You, I like Million. That's yeah. very grandiose. Yeah. If you that's my that's my haiku slamming name. That's his haiku slam name. Thing is, okay. we figured uh, <laughs> since since uh, Frontier Ruckus is actually going to be doing a show at the same time across town that you are. Uh, and they have a name that has the word ruckus in it. You have a name that has the word mayhem. mayhem. Uh, we thought you guys should do a, a battle, an on-air battle. Uh, um, a haiku death match. Yeah, we thought haiku because because uh, neither one of you probably practices primarily in haiku, but you're both poets and lyricists, so 
This yeah. is this is to even okay. the playing field. Um, now you are out. You're away. Uh, technically, Frontier Ruckus is a local band, so they're the home team. You're oh. away. Um, and I know that uh, I just dropped this on you, but um, uh, you know, there you are. Can you can you can you construct a haiku for me? Uh, sure. A theme? Are we going theme-wise? Or? Well, we're thinking holiday or back to the future. Holiday? Okay. I'll, I'll jump on a, on a holiday uh, haiku here. Okay. Um, Santa needs some love. Mrs. Claus makes it reindeer. Christmas <laughs> comes early. Wait, what was the last line? Christmas, Christmas comes, comes early. Comes early. Oh my goodness! That's pretty good. I'm gonna that was a, that was kind of amazing. Uh, I I you you brought the rain. You brought the we, funk. We made, we made it rain. You made it funk. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, he said, "Mrs. Claus makes it reindeer." <laughs> Makes it rain. Oh, there's I know. double meaning there. That's Did good. you? I kind of think maybe. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna imply anything here, but I think maybe you either had something ready to go, or you're. This is slam poetry. You're man. an amazing, <laughs> amazing poet. Uh, okay, so Ruckus, home team. Well, he's completely oblivious to the Back to the Future context. That's right true. Now. Unfair, but we'll. Okay. That's mine, okay. He's really, a professional. Really bad. And no, no, no. Um, please come out to Max. Poetry of slam. Don't go. McFly cameo. Ooh. Oh, see, I'm promise, and, and, promising and a Michael J. Fox cameo at the wow. Max Bar show. It rhymes, and, and he got his rhyme. <laughs> he got his rhyme. <laughs> guys rhyme. Do you get extra points in a haiku for rhyming? Yep. Hey, is it Mrs. Claus? I really makes but, it rain. <laughs> in all honesty, I think people can see both shows. Can't they? Yeah, but we'll, we'll probably won't go on until eleven or you know. That's true. And Max does shows go really hours late. There. late. That's true. Yeah. And I would love to see their show. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I tell you what. If uh, if your show gets out early, uh, Scott, uh, you you can head over to Max and, uh, we'll and meet list. Frontier Ruckus. Uh, uh, yeah, we would, we, would, we would love to. And uh, either way, uh, you, are, you are quite the battler, and uh, we salute you, sir. Good work, Scott. Wow. Yes, we salute you and, and New Jersey. Yeah, uh, so Mayhem Poets, they are... Um, uh, it's just mayhempoets.com, right? Is their uh, website? Mayhem, mayhempoets.com, yep. And uh, on, on the old Facebook as well. On um, uh, Facebook and uh, possibly even Foursquare and Twitter. And they will be at our own Michigan State University Union uh, performing for you to enjoy at uh, 9 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, so if you're bowling or just out kicking it, uh, do... Uh, do check them out That's if that sounds interesting to you. Scott, thanks so much for calling in, and I do hope All you right. enjoy your steak. Thank you so oh, much yeah. for having me. All right. Have a good show, Ruckus. Thank you. <laughs> All right, take care. Uh, right. Man, that's the best holiday-themed haiku battle we've ever had. <laughs> ever. That was great. And was uh, I think, and you did very well. You well, rhymed. Thank you. That you was guys, hardcore. You guys helped me out there. And, uh, and now you're going to do, do us another solid. You're going to play <laughs> a song. A song. This song's so new that the band doesn't even know them yet, right? Yeah, I guess that's so exclusive. And they couldn't make it, but yeah, but uh, no, important. they don't know these songs. Not important to say that. <laughs> or a couple. I don't know how many I'm gonna play, but um, um, yeah, play as much as you want. So, uh, what's the first? What's the first one you would like um, to play? For I think I'll play a song called "The Black Ice World," and it's uh, kind of just about hibernating during the harshness of winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, inspired very much so by the campus here, this tundra-like campus. And yeah. I'm actually wearing the flannel-lined blue jeans that I wore for most of my career here, ah. tra- traversing the tundra world from 
you know, shelter of refuge, of yeah. class to class. I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing, you can't see this on the radio, but I'm wearing incredibly long socks. Wow. Those, yeah, that's what, that's, <laughs> These that's are the, the definition of knee need. socks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Andy, if you want to maybe, uh, give Matt an extra guitar to work with, uh, or an extra Can microphone. Can I take these off while I play? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have a song, an exclusive from Frontier Ruckus on the Happy Hour. Out in the night the world freezes It pleases me only to know They say in the wilderness Jesus Felt his moments Stayed inside for a few nights and been four or five in a row outside the teeth when the frost bites and pretty girls go so. Frigid harshness is clear in the darkness Your soft skin is clearly unwelcome Your soft heart is part fear and part dumb But I love you more than I can stomach And the world's love is a frozen phantom Out in the night the world freezes It teases me outside to go Silent and sterile the pieces And deadly it's steadily lost Oh, oh Yes, I didn't even know it too well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frontman, Mr. Matthew Millions, or Please, Malia, yes. um, playing us some brand new stuff. Yeah. That Thank was you. great. Yeah, so cool. Uh, you you have been touring a lot this yes. fall. Uh, no, the whole year, pretty much. And this is in uh, your, your the release of your uh, your new kind of your big national album. Yeah, well. The first national I mean, that's release. A, that's a subjective word, yeah. But I guess more national. Yeah. More, more national, yeah. Well, you you got signed to the uh, the the label uh, Ramsey Records um, out of North Carolina. Yeah, and just in what two thousand nine. Yeah, and had put out your first album in two thousand eight. Yes. So and that was on uh, quite scientific. Quite scientific, Arbor. yeah, out of Ann Arbor. Um, who's in charge? Justin Spiller. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to be say. station manager here. Yeah, one of our alumni. And uh, Peter's brothers. Yeah. yeah and um, oh, when you, you know? tour, do you um, go to a new venue every night? You mean, or just like every other night, or town, about how much. often? New yeah. town every night. I mean, Is, sometimes you stick around for like two nights or something like that, but. And do you do you van caravan? Yes. And is that uh, we have a van, a, a single so van? So there's yeah. five of you plus like a one. 
manager? Or do you guys kind of just we kind of just do it ourselves? Schlep it? We have, a, we have a, a manager, but we don't have a tour manager that really comes with us. And so you guys run your own show. Yeah, Who drives? Fun. We all we all drive. Um, Davey, our banjo player, Davey Jones, he does a lot. Oh, we went to Europe for the second time this summer, and mm. uh, he, uh, he's really good. He was like the only proficient stick shift driver, so he was kind of uh. the main charge there. And when he came back, he just like assumed the role, and like he was the dri- he loves he loves to drive. Does so, he hit the rumble strips strips very often on the side of the road? Um, I feel people get upset. When I, I do, do when that. I drive, yeah, because I don't pay attention. I mean, I really pretty much drive with my knees, and I have an iPod and an iPhone, and. You know. <laughs> So you're a Mad juggler as well. And, yeah. So I'm no really texting. Not driving. That's the last priority while I'm behind the wheel. You, you may have been on tour, but yeah, um, about that. we yeah. There's a law now, so just yeah. be careful. Oh, I was. Uh, I mean, driving up here, I was on the internet trying to find the phone number to call you guys, let you know it was going to be late. Don't I was don't playing, say that. Yeah. This is all satire. He didn't actually do that. <laughs> this is a satirical show. Yeah. This is based on uh, based on reality, but it certainly wild doesn't take reality stories. into account because yeah. he didn't do that, and then police need not show up. Exactly. What's the farthest you've been from your Here? home on tour somewhere? Probably Schaffhausen, Switzerland. It's or, pretty uh, far. Yeah. I don't know. Or Berlin's pretty... I think that might be further east. I don't know. What, what's the reception like in, in Europe? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Really. Better than the States? Well, I mean, it's just different. I mean, yeah. just like any cultural uh, sector, it's different. Just manners are different. Mm-hmm. The culture behind listening to music and going to shows is different. People how, just... How so? They just process it differently. I mean, they're just... They're quieter tip on, on the whole. Oh. You know, just... Does that weird you out? It's just different manners. Uh, I mean... A quiet audience can be very unsettling in a way. But, but if they're really it's, intense. It's the best audience, but mm-hmm. at the same, you walk onto the stage if it's a theater and everyone's sitting down, and it's not like Max Bar where everyone's <laughs> your friends and everyone's there. is like this. So you walk, these bigger shows where you walk onto a stage and the audience is like, you walk out to the uproarious applause and right. it cuts off like oh, wow. so abruptly and then it just, you're on, you know? And so it's like the, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Exactly. Mesmerize yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, earn your ticket price. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, that's what—that's the best show. That's what you can all you can really ask for, I guess. Do you have any uh, any favorite memories from being on tour last year? Oh God, I mean, that's the hardest question to answer. Uh, I mean, what's the pick easiest a town? Question? I'll try to tell you a story. I mean, it's mm. really—it's hard. I mean, it's such an amorphous, blurry experience in existence. Yeah, it's—it's it's probably like there's being no, at camp. Only the camp changes every single day. And there's no way. And it's so hard to organize it all because it's so. What would you change? It's so what would different you do every day, but so so much the same. Mm-hmm, sure, different locations. Yeah. What what would you do differently again? What would you go back in time and tell yourself <sighs> a year ago to do differently? Mm, well, there's a couple things that I. I mean, we all have skeletons in our closets, but, <laughs> but uh, I don't. Uh, satire. This is satire, right? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, just don't use any real names. I don't know. I wouldn't change anything. You know, but the future is yours to make it whatever you want. I just wanted to make five and say no. But yeah, the past, I mean, every little part of it was enriching in a way. And mm-hmm, sure. we've learned from so, so many mistakes on tours, and it's hard to remember any now. But. When you were in Germany, what's the most amount of red balloons you ever saw at once? 99. Whoa! That's <laughs> a lot of red balloons. That's, yeah. that's We'd probably be on time more. Ah, uh, okay. That's, some, that's, that's, that's my biggest thing for time travel. Like, on the way up here, I was like... I would go back and tell myself to leave a half hour earlier because I was late, you know. And we've we were really mm. bad at our punctuality in the get go and starting touring was just horrendous. But, but we've, you th- we've mean, gotten better. We've been burned, you know. You get yelled at and stuff. Oh, so. uh, really? They yeah. Oh. I mean, someone's gonna yell at you, you know. That's true. 
do you think that there's something of, sort of innate about creative people that they're just not as good at being on time? Yeah. I think I it's a, a lame excuse. <laughs> That, well, I, it's a it's convenient. I'm not that convenient, or I'm not that. <laughs> no, you're not that. I'm convenient. not that convenient. No, but I, I I'm not that punctual either. But I'm not also I'm also not that not creative. Genius, yeah. I guess so. What's your excuse then? You just need to find an uh, alternate excuse. I guess I'm I'm pretty punctual mm-hmm. most of the there time. You are very punctual. Well, uh, you're like mildly creative, so you're mildly punctual. I'm mildly, hmm, yeah, that I makes sense. I'm just kind of middle of the road yeah. all the time. If you were a little more creative, you'd probably be late a lot more. It's did you say late? <laughs> That's not I what heard. I heard. Uh, it sounded like you didn't say late. Hey. I said late. Uh, gonna want to enunciate that T a little bit more, Annie. Um, late. Uh, this really is a happy hour. Yeah. Always. Except for one key always. Right. Uh, so, totally my question: it's it's always a little bit weird having people in into the studio and play here because it's such a, like a small room and you're basically playing for you know four or five people. Uh, and it's it's kind of a gimmick you see occasionally on TV shows where uh, like on a, on a I'm trying variety, to remember, like a variety show Modern Family I believe that had uh, the bass player for Kaja Gugu or something come in and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Ed Norton by the way. It wasn't really anyway. The point being, you know, what's it, how do you sort of put on the aura or um, your kind of presence when you're playing for you know like a big room versus like a small room do you is that something you consciously think about or do you just sort of get into the music what's your focus i mean well first of all this is our third this is my third time frontier ruckus is third time in here it's Mm -hmm. always great it's kind of a tradition to come in here back to our campus where we started and play new songs i guess i'm the only member of the band that takes it seriously because i'm the only (laughs) one who really wanted to be here um but yeah to answer your question i mean there's such a difference i mean disparate atmospheres can be very different in terms of how you prepare to play the show but once you start singing the songs it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. um you kind of we wrote we wrote these songs and play them for the very reason of escaping to the world that they inhabit so just once you get the songs rolling um you can kind of they're they're the devices you use to escape so you just kind of enter them and everything else kind of melts away on a good night on other nights you can't re- sometimes it's hard to shake the the atmosphere you find yourselves in and uh you have to surrender to it, I guess. But there, some shows are much more comfortable than others. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. I've never heard anyone talk about it as sort of a performance as a, like uh, escapism, but that makes sense. Really. Do you do you ever have? Um, it, it just strikes me that you're sort of uh, you know you're in a group with uh, I think as starting to attain a very good level mm-hmm. of success and probably recognition, and so you probably are starting to get like songs that get played a ton. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Does that do anything to kind of the that idea of escaping? To oh, there's definitely definitely a struggle to keep some songs alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just because you play them every night. I mean, if I if yeah. any song that I've written, I mean, there's no song that I disown that I you know, if if I was just playing it once a month, I would love them all all the time. But some are you know you feel obliged to play them. Mm. But um, you get better at you get better at that too. You get better at feeling it every time, finding a new thing in the song each time that kind of tickles you hmm. you know it's just that that's something that we've learned that's what i meant like we've learned things along the way on touring just how to keep creatively um on edge how to keep hmm. you know fresh how to keep mo- motivated um even just the, the, and you got to play new songs too so that's that's the more you sprinkle those in the more the whole set is uh, gratifying hmm. 
Yeah, I'm wondering there's different if, tricks. You know, there's, trick, your, trick yourself. There needs to be like a uh, like band psychology should should be like a subject unto I would itself. See that person sometimes. <laughs> I think that know. that would be a useful thing because I, mean, I write my songs as therapy, as a sort of like self analysis, mm. self psych like psych um, psychic therapy. So how does that? I mean, you got to sort of balance the tension of being honest then and like. Not wanting to, I mean, isn't that a difficult thing to kind of, well, I need to sort of be honest Mm -hmm. and like let something out in this song, but then at the same time, like, I don't want everybody to know that, you know, I wore a diaper until I was 10. Again, (laughs) satire. I never did that. That didn't happen for me. Yeah. um, I'm getting my, my uh, filter for what I would or would not include in a song is really getting wide. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really ashamed of anything like, and. I mean, there's there's a point of you know ridiculousness where like, sure. something's a little too graphic or a little too personal, but I'm starting to it's starting to get less and less and like to concern me. Is it if, more... if, it, if there's a reason for it to be in the song, then I'll put it there. You know, is it more liberating, sort of going freer? Yes, yeah, it is. I mean, hmm. it just packs more of a punch, an image that is a little more unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's unsettling for a reason, for a psychological reason. So. If you hmm. put it in there and if, if it has its place in there, it can really do a lot of good. And, you know, it's a reminder of something very intense. That's very cool. We're having a really, really interesting discussion, I think, anyway. With, uh, <laughs> it's no back to the future. Hill Valley Forum. <laughs> Frontier Ruggish Frontman, uh, Matt Millia, uh, a.k.a. Matt Millions. <laughs> and uh, he is the runner-up haiku holiday radio happy hour champion. <laughs> Uh, but certainly the champion of our heart. He's going to be playing with the rest of his group uh, at Max Bar in Lansing on Michigan Avenue. And the neat thing is that we got the okay to give away a pass, a guest list, a pair of tickets, even though it's not actual tickets. So let's go ahead and give those away to some caller. Um, uh, if you call us right now, 517-432-3893, we'll give you uh, some tickets to uh, see them perform live tomorrow. The downside is while you're calling, uh, he's going to be playing another song and you're going to be missing it. So it's like, what do you do? You know? Well, you'll see it tomorrow. So it'll be Maybe. Don't, whatever you play next, don't play tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. You do whatever you want. Oh yeah. This song is called, uh, Junk Drawer Sorrow. You guys know what junk drawers are? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like the... The, the drawer in my childhood desk at home in my cluttered bedroom of possessions where I keep all my uh, B-plus to A-plus term papers from Michigan State and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Just, you know, piling possessions of clutter. Pipes are coughing out some winter. It's a splinter of what I once contained. And I suppose the whole world glows a little for the squinter. But you recall and all that fire Junk drawers that us whorish people know All the junk collects interminably Other things will certainly 
Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Hey. And Frontier Rockets, we wish you yeah. the best of luck. Thanks for having us. Continued luck. <laughs> and, uh, and my millions. Yeah, my millions. Me. Yeah, so cool. So very cool. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to be once more at uh, Max Bar in Lansing on Michigan Avenue. And we thank Max for uh, their support. And uh, bad news, though. It's that time of the evening on Thursday when we got to get out of here. Uh, John, it's been fun having you. Oh, I had so much fun. It's tonight. so nice to have you. It's nice <laughs> to have you as well. JY is a pleasure. See ya. You keep watching those films. Andy, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Annie. Anytime, stay tuned for the basement. Mr. Millions, a pleasure. And uh, you're listening to the Happy Hour. Remember, be nice, you know, to each other. <laughs>